in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Way. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, you jumped in early there. You jumped the gun. I'm, I'm ready. My, my man's we're, juiced. We're rearing, ready to go, baby. After a full nine to five, my man is a juice. Hardly right now. The office is a little bit slow. Mm. And you know what? No problem with that. No problem with the office <laughs> being slow every once in a while. I love right. that. Mondays are slow for me a little bit. Especially on a Monday, dude. I love it. I, for whatever reason, Costco is just like super slammed on Monday. I'm like, great. This is awesome. You right. Know? So they don't really want to like deal with. They're also they're just trying to play catch up over the weekend, placing orders, you know, trying to play catch up for sales, what's going on, you know, and I'm sure for in your case as well. People aren't picking up the phones. Maybe things are same kind of situation. They have their own thing, meetings, prepping for the week. So you can't get a lot of like calls and that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And connect. So, yeah. Um, I think it's very similar. People come in, they're catching up. They have Monday meetings. They don't want to talk to some random goofball. Same thing with Fridays, too, for you, right. huh? Um, my Fridays, the way my schedule works personally, the way I set it up, or my Fridays are slow, too. Mm, that's nice. And it's for new re- outreaching purposes. Anything to really stretch that weekend out a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that and uh, if Friday seems to be a good day to do extra research, sometimes people are in good mood so you can catch them off guard with a call. That's nice. Like one. That's a good call. Actually, I didn't even actually uh, think about that. But yeah, spirits are always high. Yeah. So Friday. I usually kind of try to do some new prospecting on Friday. There you go. Nice. But hey, real quick. Congratulations to the two of us. 20th episode. Look at that, baby. Right. Who would, knew? Who knew we were going to get there except for actually uh, us? I, us? You know, we just were This is actual, just the 20th episode we've recorded. We, you know, off air could have, have a done. good 45, 50, 60 episodes at this point. Easily. <laughs> easily. Especially when I lived across the street from you. Dude, that was easy pickings. Not even a two minute drive. Not even. It was like across the block. It was all time. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. It's just our apartment was awful. Yeah, um, that was a rough, a rough situation. But you know, you had to get out of the, um, you know, the, the the parents in law. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, the the my in laws. There you your go. Your in laws, my in laws. No, Jesus, dude. I gotta. I yeah, gotta, t- I gotta t- Yeah, I really do. I gotta pick up on that. The marriage it was time. Go. It was time to like kind of get out of, you know, get out of there. Wedding was over. All that kind of stuff. That transition over from that crazy little like Laguna place. You know, you had to get the hell out of there with all like the slab leaks yeah. and bullshit that was going on there. So it's we've been. Um, it, it feels like every apartment we get is great at first, and then goes sour real quick. It's just I feel like it's one of those things you see it at face value, and some mm-hmm. and things are usually better than they seem initially, and then you kind of start seeing some of the red flags that pop up. Right. I I usually try to do heavy research, but both of these apartments we got were like had to be pretty fast. So I didn't get to like fully vet out where we wanted to go. It's that. And also it was like, I think all the shiny things kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. dissipate. 
quickly. There wasn't like, much shiny stuff in either of my apartments. You know what, though? I will have to say it's the location of the last place. You're right next to the 55, right next to the 405. You're yeah, right next to South I mean, Coast. That's why you're we right, got it. You're right there on you. Costa Mesa. You know, next to a couple buddies. Those are, like, pretty big. Right. And then some of the inconveniences start showing up. Like, you had... Dude, what was you have like cockroaches in there like on day two? Day one. And you're like, oh my God. Day one. No big deal. Not, not a big deal for you, but for the missus. Big deal. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was not fun. Yeah, I forgot about that. We had to like come get sprayed immediately. Um, move everything that you like previously had moved in, move back out. We didn't really unload, thank God. So they came. Well, there was another instance you had to like spray everything, right? And like cover everything up, move everything. We, yeah, we had to like, or was the guy just, came in and just sprayed around it, but we did, we, had, we weren't unpacked even at okay. that point. And we, for whatever reason, Madison and I got there and we basically didn't really unpack. I know. It was one of those places where it was just like, what's the point? Right. We don't need to really try to make this feel like home too much because we're not going to be here for very long. And you right. weren't. So it's fine. It was just a quick, what was it, like a year? Not even, right? Not even. It was like, like eight months. Eight months. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great eight months, though. Eight months. Tried to break our um, lease, and that didn't go well. Um, you just had to pay the fee or whatever it was to a cap, which I think is ridiculous. I think it should be like $600. And the one month notice that you get, like maybe a month of rent. Yeah, how long are these apartments not being rented out for? I Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Um, we were over in Long Beach trying to get out of our place because we were just so over it. I was done with coaching at the time. And I believe that was around like that July. Our actual contracted rent was going through like August or like September. Right. And so whatever, it'd have to be like another two months, right? And we're like, okay, like there's, there's, this would be the only spot that would be open in this entire complex in Long Beach. Like, I, like there's going to be no issue filling this place. Right. And they were threatening to be like, well, if no one moves in, then you're going to have to cover the months of August and September. And we're like, what? Like, no way. Let's just like, pay. if we have to do anything, which should be nothing, Right. You shouldn't have to pay that damn fee in the first place. I know. We're saying this now, but like when I own property, I'm going to want people to pay me up. Of course, because it's a contract. You right. signed up, but at the same time, it's like, you know, things pop up. Right. And if I've had a history of paying, you know, and like I'm in good standing, you know who we are, like... Right. No, like, crazy stuff going on. No crazy broken things, you know. No, like, noise complaints. Right. For the most part. Yeah, you're paying on time. Like, what's what, the big deal? Right. You know, and if also you give a heads up of like 45 days, 60 days, if you like do a 60 day, two months, like you're telling me you can't have someone lined up like the following week after we move out. Someone's jumping on this. This is California real estate out here. I, Someone's it's, moving It's in also quick. like the place that we lived in. It wasn't like high end luxury living like oh, where the rent was like four grand you're like okay i get it right i get it like maybe some people aren't gonna jump are, are gonna be jumping all over this but for the most part i feel like it shouldn't be that difficult it's i don't like know college apartments someone right. like college students a hybrid like gonna move in there instantly right. mm -hmm. and be jazzed it was a great little like half studio place it was cool. It was great for the time being. Right. Man, was it cozy during COVID. I bet. <laughs> oh I bet God. I was feeling real on top that of you was, during COVID. That was rough, honestly, for the psyche alone. I had like a little like putts around corner, basically. 
you know, the bed was in the living room type situation. Yeah. Oh my God. I, so we literally, we literally wake up, walk eight steps to the living room. Okay. This is our, this is our little spot here. Right. That's tough. Yeah. I'm thankful that my Laguna Hills place was a bit bigger. That was nice because you had a den. If you right. didn't, that den was awesome. Den was great. Having a den for that little extra space, I think, is everything too, because you can have a little office space or gaming, you know, something like that. Mm. You know, you can like be playing games later at night while the wife's in the other room going to sleep. Like, you know, I didn't really have that option. Right. I was like gaming. We had the living room, which was a good size living room. Decent kitchen, kitchen okay. and you even have like a little like dining room area. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool place, and then it all fell apart, which is classic. <laughs> um, but you know, well, also kind of fell off the rails for us this weekend, buddy. Yeah, we gotta yeah. get into it, and I don't want to. I feel like the mojo and the vibe that's been happening here mm-hmm. over the last like few golf weekends has mm-hmm. not been a stellar one. It's been a little bit in the weeds. Yeah, it's a little been bit in, in the, the cabbage, cabbage here. You yeah. know, so. Just to recap, Andrew and myself did our annual, this is why it's so sad, two-man scramble. We usually only get to do, like, some competitive playing with each other, maybe on the same team, once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be a bit more because we'll be more enjoyable because we'll have four-man teams. Yeah. And that's big for us um, because Chris and Cam, who now joined the men's league, are um, playing with us, and it yep. was a great time. Yeah, it was a blast. It love, was love playing with them. It was so much fun to actually be with some guys our own age who wanted it, who cared a bit. Oh yeah, they were. They yeah, were. They it. were. They were locked in. As, oh, for sure. as were we. Honestly, I kind of felt like I was in my own world with you at some points for right. a good chunk of it. Honestly, we were just playing our game. They played their game. It was great. Um, but. I don't think it was a like it was a tough score and like result for what we were actually putting out there. We were I felt like we were hitting good shots. It felt like we I didn't were, want you to like low ball us right now because I, I appreciate we played, that. we played well because I felt like you were about to go off the edge and I had to like reel you back in. Yeah. I threw the rope after. I you. was about to jump. <laughs> um, no, so I would say agreed after we got into our post round talk in the car. Um, you brought me back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, because we shot level <clears throat> par, and that's not a bad day. No, but like... By any means. I know the goal... I know the, the sights were set at three, four, five under. Yeah. You said five last week, and I was like, that's ambitious, but I love it. Yeah, I just felt after we played our round that we were in a place to actually do this at a course we play well on. Both of us have done well on. Yep. We know the course. We don't have the, like last year when we did this, like we, I couldn't chip. You couldn't really chip. Like the drives on my end were working. Yours came in late. Like the putting was like eh, a little shaky at times. Right, but we just somehow like fought and like. It, you know what it was? It was like that three hole stretch where we had like that seven foot eagle putt. Right. Right. And then like we unfortunately missed that. That was a bummer. And then we like birdied the next or birdie the next or something something along those lines where we went like three right. or t- like two under through like four holes of like oh wow we're gonna actually tap into something that saved us because i thought we were two over at one point i believe yeah our something last like year round yeah, yeah 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 last year and so we finished even par last year and i felt like we were uh 
in the makings for something better this year. And I think we for sure were. We just had a couple of unfortunate breaks, I feel like. Yeah, and it was. that level. I'm happy to say that we are moving past our teammate issues. I didn't feel that once. And so I know we spent a lot of time, just a quick recap of like trying to game plan of like what we need to do. You know, we got a practice round in on Wednesday yeah. beforehand, like kind of just playing a little bit as well. And so the team aspect between the two of us, I felt like it was strong. Much better. Yeah, I didn't feel any worries. It was more of like we just needed to get that, you know, conversation out of the way, address the elephant in the room. Right. And let's move past that thing. I, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing work for us as we got to work up all the past baggage of it's a relationship maybe it's a relationship we gotta gotta tender this gotta put the work in to keep it especially for papa because papa of mine starts to wander (laughs) and you gotta help me wrangle it back in um it's truly like a dog off a leash and i and it like it's like i'm calling it like come on come here (laughs) over here and it's just like staring at a piece of food like i don't know like squirrels running by right like i can't get ca- i can't catch a break with this thing every once in a while and i get embarrassed I'm like come on people are watching <laughs> <laughs> come here focus it back in okay, yeah. lock it in lock it in but um i didn't feel that i mean i felt it at times just being hard on myself because i want to be better than i am you know at golf and yeah. there's shots that i'm just gonna hit that like you know, a 13 and a 14 does. Like, I'm going to duff a chip every once in a while, especially, like, when I'm cold. Like, I have no feel for my chip game right now, which, like, I don't know really where that went because last year my wedges were dialed to the point where I didn't even have to chip. Mm, Yeah. And this year I'm hitting the ball a little farther and, like, irons are going a little farther, so I'm kind of, like, testing greens more, which is better for scoring, but I'm starting to miss, like, a little shorter where I need to start using wedges and... Um, so anyways, we shot even par. Yeah. It's solid. I thought teamwork overall better, but we went, played even on the front, two bogeys, two birdies. I think it was just one and one. One, one bogey, one birdie. Yeah. Yeah. Came out number one. We fought that off, fought that par off. That, that's a hole that we always, always struggle on. Always right. struggle on. And uh, you went up there, hit a great tee shot, great second. Two putt got out of there, easy par. Right. And then two is when it really starts unraveling a little bit. We both got up to the tee. Two's some, tough. It's a very tough hole. It's like three, th- it's like, sorry, 430, par four. Mm-hmm. It's not narrow, but if you miss the fairway, you're going to have tree trouble. So we unfortunately both missed the fairway. Right. And like totally blocked out. Like we got both, like both got bad breaks, which is unfortunate. You know, so you I had to like maybe, do like a weird chip punch run, which didn't work out too great. Yeah, I had to play like a down. yeah, I had to play a stinger hook. Right, you had to hit a stinger cut. Right, like out of the rough. Like it's just like that's that's just not ideal. You hit a pretty good one though, actually. Like to fairly green side, short sided, and we just didn't get up and down. Right, and then you know our normal game. I just feel like we weren't like we said sharp. Yeah, we you hit. We said we hit fifteen. I mean, overall, we hit fifteen out of eighteen greens in reg, which is great. I think that's fantastic. And the only time that we actually made bogeys when we didn't hit a green in reg, right? Those were our three bogeys because we had because we we had missed two. Yeah, because we then we had three birds as well. Yeah, (sighs) just wasn't sharp. It It just just felt like when we had those opportunities from a big because your drive game was 
unreal. Um, really shining. Um, there was a stretch of on hole 10 and 11, 9 even, you played some good shots for us. Um, and 12, you had another good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on fire. It was one of the... Dude, I was... I actually wanted to speak on this a little bit. That was like one of the first times I've been in like a flow state of golf. Really? Yeah, I, I reached that point. I, it was kind of, it was almost surreal. I'm like, I can't believe this is actually happening. I realized that. Because like you would hit a drive and it would be okay. And I'm like, buddy, I got us. Right. Confident. Okay, well now I'm 75. And there was a, there was a shot on number 12. And this I don't, is know, where I don't also, know if you remember this one. Well, let's hang on real quick. So, we have to take eight drives a piece, correct? We do. That we do. It, so that's, you have that's to a good have, way to set the table, actually. You know, we have for the to format. have. We have to be strategic with my drives. Very, very strategic, because one, I don't hit the ball super far, so short par fours. Um, you if you hit a missile on, we're like, we're like 30, 40 30, yards 30, away. 40 up to like seventy five. Mm-hmm. Mine were like hit a good one, one ten. Maybe a hundy, but bad ones were like okay ones are like 140, right. 150, 160. That's where like my start. okay ones are like, you know, around that like 90, 100 right. mark. And so, so it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a big little difference there. A big, a big difference. It's a yeah. huge, so you have to kind of like almost outweigh like the advantage of you wanting to score. So it's a, it's an actual like chess match with us. And I felt like we played it. As well as we could have because of the situation, but just kind of bit us in the ass a little bit at the end. A little bit at the end, um, but it was it really wasn't troubling, I don't think, because I ended up hitting a horrific tee shot on 17. We needed to take yours anyway. Right. And I hit a great tee shot, but got an unlucky bounce on 18. Someone swooped it You know, on 17. Um, someone swooped my ball on 17, and then 18, I hit it in the, bu- the fairway bunker. And so we had to take yours anyway. So um, we got to, was it 10 and 6 on hole 16? And we had to take your two final drives or something like that? Yeah. So on hole 10, we'll go back to the flow state here. Um, I hit an okay one. We go right. We end up taking mine. Yeah. And which was a shot, thank God, that, you know, you kind of played mind tricks with me, which was great. Um <laughs> We almost was oh, gonna, on that three wood, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost gonna have to be my shot, and I hit a, I hit a butte. We're blocked out from the trees on the right side, right. and we decided to go with your tee shot because I was also blocked out with the trees on the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is for sure the drive we're taking, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I love this one way more than mine. This is a clear choice, and I am. This is the shot I do not want. This is the right. this is the high cut. And I get to play like a hybrid out of there for a high cut for me. That is next to impossible. Right. Don't know how to do that. And so I base and you're like, oh, I'm going to take three wood then. I love this so much. And I'm like, okay, I love that because I'm not loving this. <laughs> <laughs> like this could go south real quick. Well, um, I, I felt the reason why I liked it was one, because it was my shot shape. And two, um, you had a good lie. We had a good lie. And also distance wise, you're not losing your ball anywhere. So that's like pushing it farther right, no big deal. And me missing like a straight yeah. draw on the other side of the tree line, not a huge deal either. It's just a great thing too because I totally played a little mind game with you. Right. I was like, I just hate this, but I'm I'm pumping and gassing Tom up as right. much as I possibly can to swing totally free 
because I get up there right after you hit a beautiful three wood, cracked it, whatever, 240 high cut around this tree, right? right. 250. Right in the middle of the fairway. It was beautiful. And uh, I go up there with my hybrid and just whack it straight. <laughs> the tree. Right and you're like, tree. I'm going to be honest with you here. Uh, I hated every part of that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even need, I shouldn't need to hit right now. Right. And but, I, and I, and I, it was great. And you came out, you dialed up a wedge, made a birdie putt onto the next. You step up, you hit one of the longest drives 11. I've ever seen. Um, it was a perfect ball flight, came out like a cannon, stay below the tree line, maybe crest it. Perfect little tight draw over the bunker. We're out. 330 with that drive probably. Right. We're 40, 50 yards. Yeah. And and I then- hit both those drives. The on 11 wasn't a bad drive. No, it was a good drive. It was for right you. down the middle, but also maybe like a hundred yards back. You had, I, th- I remember looking at it or like, tr- you know, trying to factor it all in. We had 70, 76, I believe, with mine. Mm-hmm. And we had like, I don't remember the exact yards, but like 135, 140 or something like that with yours. Mm-hmm. End to end, pin, pin at the back. Way back. Yeah. And it's dead long actually here because you missed back and left. Right. Balls OB. And I don't know. I think I found something in that driver swing. And then I was like, no, 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 Tom, we need it. It was not, this is like not even a discussion. Mm-hmm. This is when I kind of realized I was like, I'm feeling good about my, my game. Yeah. Cause normally we could take that drive and like, we could put it to 25, 30 feet in the middle of the green, mm-hmm. probably. Cause we both have wedge in our hand from your distance. And I was like, no, 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 we need to take this one. Yeah. And I, and I, and when you make those decisions to go with distance and maybe scoring a bit better rather than like my middle shot to middle green to a par is you have to try to make birdie now. Exactly. Because now we're taking two L's. We didn't score and we didn't take my drive. Cause we were so a little bit just, heavily favored in like, we were kind of even at the time, but we knew mm-hmm. we wanted to take a couple of my drives in the next few holes here. We need you on the back. Mm-hmm. To carry some distance for us, which you did. And it ended up, to be honest, like the whole driving number thing, you kind of, I wasn't even really that worried about it. Yeah. Like I, I was, like I wanted to play well, but at the same time I thought about it, I'm like, well, as long as he can cover the water hole, which he will, I can't take that one. It's just so bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to hit like I did last time. I'm going to hit, like, like I said to you, I'm just going to hit a fade off that tree line. Not yeah, hit a that's draw. the uh, that's the tough number four. I'm just gonna go right off the tree line on the left, and I'm gonna hit a fade. Yeah, and if I hit it straight into the trees, fine. Yeah, even if you hook it, or sorry, yeah, you block it like right. way over there. Um, sorry, you pull it. I'm getting all my words all jumbled all up here. If you pull it directly into that tree line, that's a okay, but right. you just can't go over that water like you kind of ended up doing. But um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I kind of like tapped into that shot. Went real aggressive with it. Fired a wedge to like seven feet, you know. Yeah, ball on, on number eleven, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, we need to take this. You drain it. I drain it right after you, just for reps. Mm-hmm. Boys were buzzing because now we're one under through Two eleven. Under. We didn't birdie the number ten. We had to look for par. Oh, it's right. We get up to number twelve, and I love this hole because it just kind of is a very mellow dog legged left. Ob right, but no big deal because it's way over there. You love this hole. This is like your hole. Is, I play this one great, and I bombed another drive. Like, dude, I don't know, three twenty down there. Perfect, right in the middle of the fairway. Um, you hit a good one too. Actually, it was just a little bit short sided. We'd have to hit over the bunker on the left. 
Um, but you got a hold of yours, but I was like, no, 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 I, we, we got to take this one over here. It was like, this one was like 72 yards. Mm-hmm. He had to like, I don't know, barely past the right edge of that left bunker. So I opened up my lob wedge to like a 64 degree, played like a three quarter shot. And I'm like, no, no, I got us here. I felt real saucy after I did that, put it to like 12, 14 feet, something yeah. like that. You barely squeaked yours by. And then I hearted mine right after, oh. you know, and it was like, whoa, okay. The boys are buzzing. Really hot. Really coming boys on to something. really buzzing. Really coming on to something. And, and then uh, that next par three, we hit, um, you hit like an okay tee shot where it was just like high right yeah. a little bit, but it was in between the two bunkers on that par three. Um, and then I hit like a little knockdown nine to like 20 feet. I'm like, this is great. Maybe I'm back, like, maybe if we think about it back then, like the odds of us missing that um, putt are pretty high. You know, like that, that was a pretty long putt, but we were just in this flow state of trying yeah. to get lower. Yeah. Maybe hindsight, we probably should take my tee shot there because we maybe probably could have chipped it to like five or six feet. On the par, 13? On the par three. Yeah, I know, because it wasn't like a bad situation Why? at all. It was like, you know, you had 30 feet of green to work with. It was like a 15-yard chip. It's right. like very straightforward. So, and we, we, we probably been putting it back uphill on it. But anyways, we go, we start, the wheels start falling off the bus a little bit. Around yeah. hole 15, we're starting to... We're starting to fall off the trail. It's just like, you know, it's just the golf situation where like, it's just hard to maintain any sort of excellence out there. If you're not, if you're not a scratch golfer, it's just, it's difficult. I couldn't find my swing. So I kind of left you on an island there um, for a little too long, I would say, Um, which is fine. You know, that's going to happen to me every once in a while. Unfortunately, it happened at the wrong time. Um, Yeah, because I didn't quite have... It either I kind of lost that flow state. It only lasted for a good three, four holes there. But right, what do you think snapped you out of it? Was it the realization you were in it? No, okay, no, it just kind of just kind of fell off. I kind of just lost a feel. You right. know, I don't know what it was. I don't even know how I tapped into it. It just something happened. clicked and it yeah. just tapped in, and then I kind of just got out of it. Yeah, yeah. that happens. You know, I was wondering if you caught maybe why. Um, but yeah, we went bogey, bogey, and then uh, what was the real heartbreaker? So now we're back to even. Right. We're playing a par five on hole 18. Mm -hmm. And we try to get ourselves back into this hole one more time. We say, okay, buddy, one under would be great. Be one better than we did last year. Go home with our heads held higher with another birdie. I hit a good drive. You hit a great one. And then I went up there, ripped a drive, Mm -hmm. and I unfortunately did not clear. I don't know what the carry is, but it's far. You got to go left of the bunker. I was really hoping I would clear it, though. Straight it in that fairway like bunker. looked like you might have cleared it. It was six yards legitimately any direction from where you were at. Would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Left, straight, or to the right. It's mm-hmm. just that it was a perfect bunker. Took mine. I topped the three wood. You roasted a hybrid. Yeah, that was a good struck hybrid right there. So put us... Pin high above the bunker on the right. Yeah. It was like a 255 three, or three hybrid. For yeah. You. I got a hold of it. It hit it really well. And um, my hands came alive for a sec. That was the most beautiful chip I've ever seen you hit in a, in a long while, dude. Yeah, that it was, was real saucy. Double, double, basically double bounced on the fairway, rolled it up to four feet. Yeah, four feet. Four feet for birdie. We're buzzing a bit. We think, I think at this point, it's in the hole. It's Yeah, we're, we're locked done. in. Tap into birdie. Let's get out of here. Enjoy our one under. Right. And then chaos 
just rained upon us. <laughs> a bug lands on my ball in the middle of me about to strike the ball. Like I'm pulling it back and it's coming forward and there's a ball, a bug lands on my ball. It threw me off. Like it just yanked my concentration on the putt away just long enough for me to like just, just yeah. miss my line. Yep, for sure. And, and then, then I'm, I'm like, like, okay, no big deal. Yeah. Unlucky break. You know, you still got your boy over here that's right. backing you up. Right. And I thought... Four footer, no big deal. It's like straight up the hill. Right. It's a really great spot. It's... it's and, I, and I yanked it. So it was pretty embarrassing. I didn't want to put that pressure on you. I like to at least roll a good one on the line we discussed. Yeah. So you can really get a feel. But I pulled it completely off the line and the pace was fine. Right. But I just didn't see the line. You I was didn't like, see oh, the line. I'm like, is this moving? I don't know. Right. And we think it's kind of straight, but like... It ends up like wiggling on us a, a little, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then I go, okay, no big deal. Made a thousand of these four foot putts. Um, I just wish I stopped my swing because I went and took the putter away and it got stuck into the turf. And like, I've never had that happen with this putter. And I just didn't, it shocked me. I don't ever really do that. And it just, for some reason, got stuck in the turf. And I should have just put the brakes on and called it, called it quits on that stroke and, re and reset. So I missed that putt too, and it just threw me off. It rattled me a little bit. And just like, you know, four feet is enough. If you, like, have any lapse of concentration, you can miss it pretty yeah. easily. And, and we so, both whipped it, and that put us in a bad mood. You know, in a big funk for sure. A bad mood. But anyway, it was still a great day. Um, really enjoyed it. I'm so excited to do these four-man tournaments with Chris and Cam now. and uh, It's good fun. It was, it was good great fun. fun. And then to round out that night, we ended up going to Chris's engagement party mm -hmm. uh, with Courtney. Um, our boys getting married. So congrats to them too. Yeah, I think they got, I think they locked down a date actually um, July. Hey, yo. Dropping the mic there. <laughs> a little fumble rooski. Um, July. July 2024. Yeah. Wow. That means the bachelor party we got planned, which I can't wait to do. It's like one of the best feelings, you know? It's a lot of work, but it's really not. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, it's fun to be on the other end of a wedding now, uh, which I'm not going to have to make a speech. And I'm not the best man that, which is great, <laughs> which means I can just be... You, we the, just the, best role, the best role in a wedding is being that, like, you know, fifth, sixth bachelor, you know? yeah. It's, it's like, that's like, or whatever, three through seven, whatever you are, just not giving right. a best man speech, but you can still be really heavily involved, you know? Right. You don't have any responsibilities. You're kind of just maximizing your fun at that point. I know, <laughs> but I know Chris kind of wants me to step in and be daddy with it a little bit, which is that's more than more, happy to do. But you love doing that, though. Right. You love the plan. You love, it. like, you want to know what's going on. Like, that's the fun part. It's just without the speech. <laughs> the speech is tough. The public speech is tough. Um, Which you should be great at. It always kind of shocks me a little bit. You got to just release some of those uh, little inner thoughts and just let it go. Yeah, I don't mind. I wish I would have memorized yours a bit more, but I think I was just so paralyzed in the idea of doing it. Right. And you're like, okay, now I gotta, I'm just glued to this card now. Right. Now <laughs> I was starting to blow it. I practiced, you know, in the mirror. Uh, before your wedding, trying to memorize it, do nothing. <laughs> I threw an absolute donut at it. And I was like, oh, thank God I tried to do that. Well, because it's, I feel like half of it too is intimidating as well. And it's also, I would say it's more nerve wracking to give a speech in front of people that you are actually close with. And no. Yeah. It, I'm just not, I'm not great at public speaking. 
it's reading out loud the same vibe for me. Yeah. I can do Doesn't it. Bode well with you. I can do it like off the cuff, find like fun or whatever. But like it needs to, it needs to have some structure, and make some sense. Mm-hmm. I can go up there and like tell a couple stories and move on. It's no big deal. But like, um, like having structure to it to move it along. But anyway, it was a great party. It was super fun. You know, the the wedding planning's ahead, which is oh so fun. The mm-hmm. wedding planning is so great. Enjoy yeah. every minute of that. Really relish that because it's going to be a um, the longest but shortest year. Yeah, <laughs> Try it's to plan the longest, shortest year of your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by month like five or six, you're like, is this ever going to end? Yeah, I wish and, him well. And then by my, month nine or ten, you're like, there can't be much more planning. And you're on the month and you're like, okay, for sure we're done talking about it. Right. No. It's, it, this, it was kind of funny. I was talking to Chris um, at, at the engagement party. Um Shout out. It was just a beautiful time. Yeah, it was so really great. cool. Great people. Some solid food. Um, Heckam Camps put on a um, a really nice welcoming yeah, event. Yeah, super fun. Um, but before I kind of dive in, I just needed to, you know, give a little quick shout out. Because then Chris, I caught Chris. Like, he was kind of off to the side. And you could tell it was like wearing on him already. It's like, oh my God. You know, he's just eating his food by himself, like on the side of the bar. And I went over to him. I was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Love that. How's it going over here, bud? He's like, this is kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I and I hope he doesn't mind us saying that. But you know, it is because everyone's there for you. He doesn't and you don't mean re- like it's a lot in the idea of it's marriage is a lot. He means it's a lot in the idea of wow, everyone's talking to us. Everyone's like asking how we're doing. You know, you're. Maybe you're not used to professing your love like I was. I'm not a huge PDA right, person. of course. And so people kind of ham that up. Like, oh, look at the happy, lovely couple. Give us a kiss. Hold your hands. Where's your wife? What's right, you're like, ha high five. Right. <laughs> so we, like yeah, we don't. So, yeah, a lot meaning like, wow, this is going to be like a thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it does happen. I just caught him taking a quick second. I was like, I, I got to go over there and just kind of level with them real quick. So, right. Um, it's, make- not, it's not a bad thing at all. It's no. just more of like, you know, you just need like a quick 15 minutes. Like, you know, I'm just want to eat a little bit of food, hang out. Cause I'm just getting berated by the grandparents, the aunts, the family, the, the friends. friends. Like right. we're doing shots. We're blah, blah, blah. You're let's meet so-and-so. And like, dude, you're just getting dragged in all different directions. So I, I just caught, I just caught him in that quick 10 minute, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Chris time right there. So that was Love kind of, it. that was kind of funny and fun, but uh, he's like, yeah, no, I totally understand why this is a, a lot. So yeah, no one really gets it until you do it. We've been trying to tell you guys, <laughs> right. It's, it's going to wear on it does. both of you, you know, and you, it's just such a strange phenomenon you do once in your life. So the advice that everyone tells you is just enjoy it. Live in the moment. It's basically impossible to do that. It is. It's really difficult. But at the same time, though, again, you're like, I wouldn't be going through this if I didn't love this person that much, or, you know, like this much. Like you got to mm. like focus on that part. And like, yeah, it's a lot. But at least you're doing it with someone like, you know, it's not like there's going to be bigger obstacles ahead. There's right, for sure, going to be bigger obstacles or this big is, obstacles. This is just ahead. step one of figuring out how you guys get through it. Exactly. So, um, it's enjoying that ride, you know, and celebrating the two of you. So that's what oh, we, yeah. that's what we said, and we'll say it again. So, um, and we yeah. also kind of caught uh, this weekend more golf for you people as the U.S. Open mm-hmm. at the Los Angeles Country Club. 
Um, it was unreal. I was heard some rumors the atmosphere wasn't too great this year. It was confirmed. I, I saw. I will confirm that for you. And I think a lot of players were actually saying that as well. And did you see some of the numbers on why the atmosphere wasn't that great? Um, I t saw a tweet from Matt Fitzpatrick basically saying the atmosphere wasn't great. And then um, someone on foreplay, Danny Rappaport, yep. uh, reported on that. The reason why was because country club members were buying up tickets yep. for like corporate events, for like holding seats that people ended up not using or showing up to for business purposes. Sunday, the crowd was good, though. It was bumping, but uh, yes, that was exactly it. I saw something where, um, whatever, it was 24,000 people were, you know, in attendance, like like that could have bought tickets, which is low, honestly. Like, I don't know why it was that exclusive. To I think it's with. just like, hard to get to. Parking sucks. Like, yeah. it's just, it, the, the golf course is beautiful for the U.S. Unbelievable. Open. Unbelievable. Perfect, perfect filming and viewing purposes. I just don't know how great it is for the people and hosting of it right which really matters a lot and so i think it was um it was like fourteen thousand of those tickets mm -hmm. or fifteen thousand of those tickets were actually um you know bought up for like you know the box seating you know they had that many seats available for that box special treatment what blah 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 right. and the reason why it didn't get that rowdy and it wasn't like that major championship feel is because there was much, much less just general admission tickets to be sold. And they were expensive. Oh my God, they were expensive. It's like $600 for a ticket. Yeah. Well, I never saw it at 600, but probably closer to the event because I looked like a couple months before and it was still 450 and I said, no, thank you. That's, I can't do that. Yeah, I saw 600 for Sunday, which is when the day we would have gone. Jeez. But shout out to Wendell Clark. Cool story. I wasn't rooting for him, but I'm, you know, ha happy he won at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. He deserved it. I think, had the I think a lot of golf buddies, uh, you know, fans of the game that follow, I'm pretty sure I would say about 95% of the population was rooting for Ricky Fowler at the start of the day. I mean, I was 100% Ricky guy all in. Right. And as soon as he went like bogey, bogey, and Wyndham kind of created some separation. I was yeah, like, I was okay, like, it's a, it's now my attention's on Rory. Right. <laughs> Rory, here we go. Yeah. And Rory couldn't get it done. Did a hell of a try. Tried. He played great. Yeah. Just couldn't squeak it out. Um, Wyndham really grabbed a golf round when it started to fall apart and forced forced it home, which was cool to see. It was really cool. Um, to see him like, I'm like, oh, there's no way. Hits two long irons, like, and like mid irons off the, like off the, into the thick stuff, into the cabbage, off the green. And I thought in 18, he's going to yank it again and put it into the thick stuff. I know. And dials up one perfect. Mm -hmm. And then it's, and then what I thought was really interesting, which I want to get your take in, is on 18 for the putt for birdie, two putt to win, um, fans rush 18 mm -hmm. when he's already on the putting green. Now, wait, 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 wait. The fans came onto the green? Onto like before the fairway and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, well, he was on the green. Okay. Well, so I they thought they stopped him, though. They did, but they were... Normally, when crowds rush, they follow through on 18. Okay. So the crowd follows him in. Right. And so when by the time he's ready to putt, everyone's already filtered in. Okay. This was different. He got on the putting green of 18. 
And then the fans all started to rush. Mm. So we had to wait and sit over the putt longer. Oh, I didn't recognize that. Right. So instead of he couldn't putt because all the people were running up. Okay. And technically he was away. Gotcha. So they actually had to wait and Rory kind of hit or was about to. And then fans like all rushed. I got to watch another clip of it because I must have like, I don't know. I must have been off or didn't really pay attention. There was a lot of, a little bit of downtime or something. Right. It didn't, it didn't grab my attention like it did for you. So I, I don't, I can't recall what I, I'm not remembering right now, but well, cause I remember on the 18s, like when, when Phil was in the PGA championship, when he was playing at whatever yeah. golf course, they rushed down 18 with him. Right. Tiger Woods, yeah, yeah. they'd always be behind him on 18. Right. Yep. This was different. Like I said, he was setting up the putt. And the announcer and I, like said something, I was thinking the same thing, which was like, well, he's really going to have to sit over this for a while now, which is a lot. And it's also, it's not like he's putting from 20 feet. No. He's putting from 60 feet on 18. He's got a two putt. He has to two putt. Right. Three putt to push OT, which... You know, you never want to have that in a right. playoff. Never. Because it can go either way. You hit one bad shot at a U.S. Open, you're going to get punished. Yeah. So he ends up having to wait longer. And I thought to myself, there's no chance in a million years I would hit a good putt after that. The chance of me hitting a good putt regularly <laughs> in perfect circumstances was a long ask. Yeah. The fact that now I have to wait over this putt and people are rushing and police officers are stepping in and kind of trying to stop it. And they're not really stopping it. They're trying their best. They end up holding it off. But you have to wait for everyone to stop moving and the cheering right. to stop. It's a big rustling going on. It's a on. big, big rustling. Um, it's just kind of funny, dude. And it's a perfect thing to talk about because I just maybe, well, it's not maybe, just, to, just we don't have the mental fortitude for this because I got thrown off from a four-foot putt because my putter got a little snagged on the grass. Right. It's just a, I don't two, at a two man scramble tournament when playing as a as a team and then a fly lands on the golf ball for you and you and <laughs> I yank the, it. The I just don't button. have that like I'd be so worried about like I wonder if my wife is over here. I wonder like are the cops going to stop him? Are they going to rush this green? You also don't think you're going to be worried about that paycheck, right? Like this, I just need three putt this home no matter what because the check will be fat, <laughs> like. <laughs> Either way, I'm getting paid. Like, my, my focus isn't anywhere but the putt. And it just shows that professionals are just a different mental area in the game of golf. Um, it's really the truly the factor, I think, in golf that separates most golfers from the goods to the greats, from the bads to the goods. Like, the mental game, it's pretty... You got to, like, keep learning this game in different ways and stepping up your mental game to get to that next level. It always is a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I agree with that um, Yeah, entirely. Like learning how to play, like how to score, like getting into big moments, then feeling in those moments, and then trying again. And maybe next year when we have a big four-foot putt, it'll be easier because how bad could it be? We've already done it. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was a great tournament overall. Um, I'm excited for the next U.S. Open to be at Pinehurst. Really cool. Which will yeah, be fun. Really, really cool. I love that venue. Um, uh, I would actually, I want to talk about the golf course really quickly before yeah. we move on here. 
um, because I heard some mixed reviews from some players and also some fans. And I just want to hear what your thoughts were on the course. What did you think it was U.S. Open material? Did you like how wide, you know, how the fairways were, how it was set up, the landscape? It was okay. So on Twitter and Instagram, the way the course was looking was going to look damn near impossible. Yeah. And even the distance, because we watched the Golf Digest break down the golf course beforehand, and it looked impossible. And sure enough, the pros come into this, and I thought, no way. The wing scores me maybe four under, five That's what we said. That's what we predicted. And I thought, no way, like, anyone's getting any, like, high, like, you know, lower than that. And sure enough, Ricky comes out and puts, like, an all-time. Yeah, he goes eight under on the first round with Xander. Shoots a 62. Unreal. Lowest ever, like lowest ever um, score ever registered or carded at a U.S. Open for any round just yeah. in, in history. It's um, both of them did on the same day. Crazy. It to me, also the conditions of the weather were weird. Thursday and Friday was very June gloom up here. Um, the course also got a little bit of rain, actually, too. Right, so on it the, slowed down the Wednesday greens, which I like think that. was their biggest defense. Mm-hmm. The greens were going to be a big defense, and the wind, which it wasn't, like, incredibly windy for California. Dude, I think it was less than five miles an hour on Thursday and Friday. Right, so it was, like, it was perfect scoring conditions because then they were just able to, like, throw the ball in, like, weird spots and, like, miss long. And, like, I feel like if it had a lot of backstops, this golf course. Mm-hmm. People could kind of, like, one hop into it, two hop into it, kind of spin off the back of it, where, like, maybe if it was firmer and hotter and running really fast, those would have just skipped off into the thick stuff, mm-hmm. short-siding you and being the protecting of that course. Um, overall, I mean, can't, like, video-wise and watching-wise, stunning. It's just really hard to nitpick that course for me. Right. Like, I I thought the bunkers were gorgeous. I just didn't like, at some points, how wide the fairways were, how easy it was. You're like, window on 18. You're like, dude, that's going to be in the thick stuff. And he's right on the edge in the fairway still. He looked like he missed, like, the the intended ball flight by, like, 30 yards. And I'm like, that's for sure in the rough. That's in trouble. Right. And he had, like, a still a perfect shot in. It was, like, a 7 or 8 iron in. I like a five dimed it. Yeah, dimed it. So, um, but other apart from the fairways being a little bit on the wide side, um, you obviously can't control the weather. So, like the course is going to play more scorable. Uh, if it had the conditions of the weekend at the very beginning, which is I'm I'm sure is what they were trying to go for. They just had that, you know, unexpected rain. You know, the winning score could have been that three four hundred number we totally. were talking about. Um, I just love watching the U.S. Open and they got it to that condition and they got it to that speed and they got it to that uh, difficulty on Sunday. And I love watching golf like that, too, because, um, yes, there are a lot of like backstops and undulations and slopes that you can hit in the green. Right. It's just really fun because of how long the course is. You need to like plan your landing spots so meticulously. So perfectly. Yeah, and it's really fun to, like, get locked in. And it's like, you know, um, the back nine plays so, so difficult. And I'm forgetting which hole is the par five. Maybe it's number 12 or something like that. Just for the sake of it, let's go with it. Mm -hmm. 
and you got like that one par five on the back and then like a short par three, you know, like these are kind of like your only two birdie holes. Like you're maybe your, your like birdie hole chances that are more like, you know, a little bit easier. You could rattle off a birdie on 16, 17 or 18, but it's going to take two damn near perfect shots and like a 30 foot putt to dream. Yeah, birdie, that's what was going you know? on. Rory like burned the edge on a couple of them. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it was a bummer because he didn't, those putts didn't drop, but that to me, I think is really entertaining to watch. And the golf course got there for me. And it was really fun because even though you hit a 320 yard drive, if you hit it on the right side of the fairway, well, you're going to miss that slope. And so you can only hit it to 35 feet. Right. But if you drive it down the left, you had a better angle in. you could land it a little softer. You can play that slope. Now you can get it to 10, 12, maybe even like, you know, six feet if you get lucky, you know? Right. I thought it was cool looking and played, played well. Yeah. So, um, good stuff. It's, um, you know, also like you said, everyone was pulling for Ricky and you brought up a good point to this was, you know, if Ricky doesn't win a major, can you be relevant in this game without winning a major or be considered like a great or stellar? Where does it put you in the class of golfer? Yeah. Is it like an NBA where like Charles Barkley will never be remembered as one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game because he never won an NBA championship. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing with baseball. Mike Trout might be the, maybe statistically the best baseball player to ever live at some point. Potentially for sure. And, and especially in the modern era of baseball where pitchers have a lot more rest mm -hmm. and the bullpens are a little bit deeper and you don't get to see the same starting pitcher because it's like statistically speaking, the third time you see the pitcher, you're, you know, whatever, 10% more likely to get a hit, whatever. Right. I think he could be up there for sure. And he might not even win a championship. I mean, might it's like looking like a, for sure. At this point, he's doomed. I mean, he's on the angels. I mean, it's <laughs> tragic over there right now. Um, I, I do think that you can be relevant and respected in this game. Um, if you carry yourself correctly and you win some tournaments and everyone knows you're just a really great golfer who maybe was just in some eras of golf that were really tough. Yeah. Like Vijay Singh is, you know, I know he's won more and done more things, but maybe never recognized as a golfer yeah. that he probably once was. Hell of a golfer. Like, I'm maybe one of the best to ever play the game. Right. Um, and it was just because he was also... Um, he was kind of like a John Daly in in, in certain ways because he hit the ball so far and he was right. hitting the gym, actually. He was like kind of like him and Tiger kind of changed the game a little bit as, as far as that. You just don't hear about it because it Tiger. Tiger, Tiger Woods was going on at the same yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> Tiger Woods and Vijay Singh, if it wasn't those two, it, you know, whatever. You know, um, Ricky will go down in the history books as like one of the best golfers Um but, like, he'll never get that recognition. Like, Wyndham Clark now will always have, like, something over Ricky. Yeah, um, and I was also posing the question, like, conversely, like, if Wyndham Clark never wins another major and maybe wins, like, let's call it two more PGA Tour events over the next 10 years, is, is he going to be relevant? Like, is, are people going to remember? Like, I, what is, like, the threshold and what is, like, that, right. like, I think line? it's consistently good golf you gotta have some personality about you a good story um and i think Wyndham clark has a great story i think people 
um, are going to like his personality. Um, I think that he's okay, but he'll always have that U.S. Open win. Um, yeah. Just because of the golf course and who he was going against um, and what it meant to him. It'll always have some relevance, but like Ricky will be far more known than Wyndham unless he starts doing what he says he's doing, which is he fired his swing coach and goes out into the range and hits fades. If it's fading too much, then he hits draws. And if he's hooking it, then he hits. Is that what he does? Yeah. And he just does it until it's straight. That's pretty funny. He's like, I just go out every day and whatever my swing's giving me, I try straighten it out. <laughs> just, just minimize the curvature. Yeah, if, the I'm, if I'm hitting like a 10, 10 yard fade, I try to make it do like a three yard fade. Mm. If I'm hitting a 10 yard draw, I'm trying to make it do like a three yard draw. And then eventually like your draw will start to compensate and start fading into the ball again. And you got to go back and forth. Right. So he's like, so I could play golf no matter what. If I'm hitting a little tight draw or a tight fade, it doesn't matter to me. I've scored well with both. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that he fired a swing sh- wing, uh, swing coach, but I think it was also kind of cool. Um, they both went to the same college, and I'm blanking on where that is. He went to... Both Ricky and Wyndham Clark went to Wyndham the same Clark college. Wyndham Clark started at Oklahoma, then went to Oregon. Okay. Well, wherever Ricky went, he was like three or four years older. So if he was, Ricky must have gone to Oregon then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but basically Ricky was like mentoring Wyndham Clark and he was talking about Ricky and how, you know, he's always around. He gives back. He, you know, is going back to actually like speak to the student athletes. Crazy. Make like a really good impact. And, you know, I don't know if Wyndham Clark must have still been there because he also said that he came back yada 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 and you know eventually when he got back onto the tour ricky as well like took him under his wing you know always texting texting him saying like you know that was a great golf round you know you played really solid or like hey like i didn't really love that decision on number 14 you know maybe think about doing this next time crazy you know and it's like that's like the small things and it's really cool and then they were messing around on the putty green and he picks up ricky's putter and he's like, wow, I kind of, I was in like a little bit of a punting slump. And then I kind of just like caught a little magic with this thing. Calls up uh, Taylor made or Odyssey. Oh, Odyssey. Yeah. He's like, I want Ricky's putter. And you're like, what do you mean? On with your stats? Or like, no, no, no. I just send me Ricky's putter. Same grip, same length, same lie, same loft. Send it on over. Really? So they played with the same exact putter this weekend. I saw that. And the funny thing was, is that Ricky made a slight adjustment to his putter and cut off an eighth of an inch. And Wyndham Clark sent the putter back to Odyssey and asked him to cut an eighth of an inch off the shaft. (laughs) So they're playing the same putter the whole time. So that's awesome. I thought that was a fun little story that I heard about as well. So very cool. Good buddies. Um, it seemed like Ricky again, like couldn't have been more happy for him as well. You know, Ricky's such a good guy. He's one of those guys you want to have on your side. And I think that has that relevancy right. of like, he's going to be well known. Obviously his personality, you know, the bright orange that he would wear when he was like 21, 22 years old. That Is was the orange dead. I don't think he can wear orange on Sunday anymore. I know that's Ricky's color on Sunday, uh, but he's never won the orange. He's won tournaments, but not, not the orange, not at, 
well, what? You on the PGA his... Tour, he's won, a f- he's won a few times. No, on the orange. Really? Check it out. No look way. At, look at his tournament wins, but he's not wearing orange. No on way, dude. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, he okay. wins He wins his big tournament's not wearing orange. So I think the orange needs to go. But we're have... on Saturday. God, do you have any super, superstitions? Hmm. Because that, that sure sounds like one. Ricky can't wear orange. Wyndham Clark, he marks all of his golf balls. Oh, I saw that. Blacks out all the numbers because he's like, oh, if I was playing a two and I was playing really well and I somehow lost it or got scuffed up and I moved right. to a three, well, that's the reason why I'm not playing good anymore. Is it not the two? <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Not really with my game. I'm not good enough to like blame it on something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. But I do have a routine in the morning now with golf that I need to hit. Yeah. I need to like try to use the restroom like fully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you know, laying out the outfit the night before. Yeah. Um, Advil, That's always huge. Advil in the morning, Tums in the morning. Coffee, maybe a breakfast breakfast sandwich. Something. Burrito. Uh, lots of, I try to drink a full water bottle before I leave in the yeah. morning. Um, you straight turn into a camel in the morning. Right. I try to load, you know, load up water beforehand. But yeah. Um, how about you? Any superstitions? Uh, no, not really. No, no. I don't. No maybe, maybe if you bring your golf shoes to the course, that might be. Dude, I yeah, that was another thing too. I was totally fine. I slipped only once. Once it was fine. <laughs> that it was, was fine. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was funny. You know, I I, I don't I don't have any superstitions because I'm yeah. just I'm kind of just so forgetful and eh, whatever about it. Right. Maybe if I started playing more competitively, like you know. Right. Um, but no, no superstitions. I just thought maybe it'd be, I, it would be a fun question. To it pose is a fun if, question. If you'd, if you'd had something like that. Yeah. Um, so another thing going on here with the sports world is the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, women, Yana, obviously going number one to the Spurs, unless some magic happens where someone offers them the most ungodly package the Spurs couldn't say no to. Like but, ownership and absorption of the other franchise basically right, like, like i mean <laughs> 15 future first round picks like multiple first rounders that year that they can grab mm-hmm. um or whatever but he's going first overall do i think web and yama would be that good um, yeah is he is he that guy i guess let me go i do think he's gonna be good i don't know if he'll be that guy I think the only person who's ever lived up to the hype in that way has been LeBron James. I'm not even like a LeBron James fan. Like back in the day, I used to be a LeBron James hater. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I've turned my tides have turned a little bit towards I mine towards too. LeBron. I mean, one being a Laker fan, so you get to see the greatness. But two, also just like you can't deny that man was under the most amount of pressure any athlete has ever been. Like Webin Miana hasn't been in the American media in that way. He hasn't felt that pressure. He doesn't live in America. LeBron James was a poor kid from Ohio. Yeah. Who was getting called like the great one, the king, the next up, all of it. At like the age of 17. Right. Sports Illustrated going straight from high school into the NBA. Like Wimbam Yama might be getting um, a lot of heat and getting a lot of press, but it's not like living in the United States and dealing with it. Not yet. Not yet, at least. No, not yet. But you know what? Like, maybe who who do we know? Because maybe we just don't see it. 
That is true. You know, he pl- he's been playing professionally in the top French league for I don't know how many years, but playing professionally for five years. Dominating. And my guess would be probably two or three years in that top French league. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess because he's 19 years old right, right now. So, you know, he's been in that top league for max three. There's no way he's playing it's in that top be, league any younger than that. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. And saying the things I think might slow him down. Number one being the most obvious is his body going to hold up. Of course. He's 7'4". Right. The dude is massive. I've seen his athletic drills, his stretching he does, his pregame warm-up. He's definitely trying. He's like walking without shoes on, on the basketball court and walking on his hands as well, but like using his fingertips and his toes to keep like whatever. Like he's and walking forward and backwards on him. Like strength, just activating all like the very small muscles in his body, stabilizers, that kind of stuff. Right, just getting everything going. Yeah, he's like he has to get there two hours early to stretch. Like he really has to give give it a go to get that body warmed up for the game he plays. So one, will his body hold up? Because you know he's not gonna have a lot of off days, off games, or off days before games. Mm -hmm. And two is has he played against maybe a Jokic who? Is going to physically dominate him. Mm-hmm. Like, has he or gone like an, against like an Embiid? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my god! Like Embiid coming you in. Know? Like Embiid's not that much shorter. He's seven feet tall. Right. He's not like he's a short dude, and he's uh, uh, like maybe just like not not just athletic, but he can jump. Yeah, um, uh, I would say he's probably just as athletic as he's up there. He's up there. Got a good hundred pounds on the dude. Yeah, he's, probably. Um, <laughs> So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because I, like we said earlier, like the NBA is changing. It's going to become a big man league, especially with Wembenyama coming into the oh, league. Yeah. Um, the the bodies in Center C are going to see are the, some of the most athletic people in the world and him being one of it. Like it would be interesting to see if he can hold up to that. Yeah. Um, like, cause I think Zion could give that dude so many problems. Yeah. But at the same time though, Zion's six, eight. You think Wimby's just going to shoot over he's him? He's going to shoot straight over him. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to have his, you know, a hand like in his in his face, but not like, dude, he's shooting way above his head. He's not yeah, getting, but like not even just blocked. denial of the ball. Like, you, like he's just not going to be comfortable into his spots. Like, yeah. Like, it's going to be more, it's going to be tough. But if you're right, he can just turn around and shoot over anyone. It doesn't, he's got the most impossible shot in yeah. NBA history. It's going to be crazy. So I'm excited to see him play. It'll be fun to watch. Um, sadder news, Chris Paul is more than likely going to retire. I don't know if it's officially came out yet or not, or what the next step is, but one of the greats is stepping down. Hopefully maybe yeah. coming to Laker at some point. I'm really bummed about it when I saw that trade or I was kind of shocked. He was shocked. You know, what makes you th- say he was going to retire? There's Just, been reports out that like, why yeah. would he play for the Washington? He, he's not going to play for no championship. And he might be able to, like, basically retire, take off, like, a couple months, let the season start playing out, and then maybe offer his services to the top teams in the league. Yeah. So, That's a good way of doing it. And then play, you know, 10, play his 12, cards right. Minutes. Yeah. Just, you know, like, if Dallas needs an extra body or it's whatever. It's just one of those – it's another Charles Barkley moment as well. It's just like, dang, dude. Like, Chris Paul might not never – or might not ever get a chance, you know, 
to win a championship. Yeah, I, and won I was actually a couple kind of years ago. They had a chance, and World I was Warriors actually I was I was rooting for them that year because mm-hmm. Lakers were irrelevant, right at that time in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, we weren't even in it. So I think I think they were up three one or something, or yeah. three two or so, something like one closeout game away. Yeah, you can't quote me on it, but they were they were good. And yeah, like they, they were, were like they were right dominating. there. And uh, it's sad to see. Also, I don't understand how that trade just goes through. The NBA stops this trade for the Lakers years ago. And you might as well, like, Wizards just gave up everything because they just said, here's, we'll give you Bradley Beal for, like, a handful of nickels and, like, some second-round picks and, like, two bodies that, like, Yeah, what, okay. what was that? What did they get? Like, they got, like, a handful of second-round picks. That was it? Um, Chris Paul. And some other guy I've never heard of. Bradley Beal is one of the top shooting guards in the league. Yeah, there's not many left. True shooting guards. Like, Bradley Beal is a true shooting guard. It's like... Um, a walking bucket. Who's a dude on the Kings right now? Darren, Darren Fox. Fox. Awesome. Yeah. Another He's great like two another guard. great... He's like a combo one-two guard. I would say, like, Bradley Beal is like a true two guard. Like, yeah. size, build. It makes a lot of sense for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does... In this new journey, uh, Chris Paul and, I mean, the Suns are unstoppable. The Suns just said all in. We're going all in for the next two years. We're winning back-to-back, and if it doesn't happen, then we're just going to be awful as a franchise. Um, call me crazy, but I don't think they're going to win. Do you think DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Aiden. Aiden, sorry. DeAndre Aiden. Booker. Booker. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, yeah, they're not winning. Really, I don't. I'm gonna make it's a bold take, it's but a I don't real bold take. You got Nuggets. You're not getting through the Nuggets, dude. Nuggets are a solid basketball team. That's a, that's a bold take because right now I take the Suns over the Nuggets. Just pure offensive ability. There's just the fire rate. Just they not just don't happen. have like I, they, they're a little bit older. Like they can't defend as well. That's true. Like, you're slower, and you might get an injury at some point. That's true. But if you at all find one of them hot, it's game over. Well, the Suns were supposed to win this year. They were supposed to win this year. That's why the whole reason why they got Kevin Durant over there. That is true. But Kevin and Durant they, was hurt in making a playoff. Yeah. But they Wasn't, got smacked. They get smacked. <laughs> they got smacked. They did get smacked. I just think... Chris Paul was a little banged up, too. I think if you have Kevin Durant play his normal game. Yeah. And then you have Bradley Beal on one side. And you also have Devin Booker, Devin on, Booker the other. on one side. Yeah, it's unstoppable. And then you have Aiden on the block. It's just like, what, do you, what, what are we what, doing? <laughs> we have too many options. Way too many options. It's too many mouths to feed. I That's think, also, I think that may that might be a problem. I don't know. Who's your role player? Is Bradley Beal going to come off the bench and be like six man, like all time, like scorer, you know, and like help? He like, could. I don't know. It's just hard to. He it's could. hard to see, and I see all these like dynasty the teams and like the big three, and like it works out. But then like they have good role players. The Nuggets are literally only have five people under contract right now, so I guess we'll have to see what happens here. Yeah. Because it's an early, be interesting it's, season. It was a really early take by me, but I love it. I just don't know if it's gonna. Pan. I hope it does because they are going all in, all in, and they're gonna look like idiots. 
yes. If it doesn't happen and it doesn't mm -hmm. work, it's going to look really bad on the Suns' part. Yeah. You know, they got a new coach. They have a new coach this year as well. Which is crazy. So I understand how the NBA just can fire dude, winning coaches. It blows my mind. Like, I, I know maybe Monty Williams, like, he was getting some backlash, but he also won coach of the year in 2021. So, like, can we and make they a, made can the we, playoffs? Can we They've make up our minds? Championship, like, like, can we make up our minds? Yeah. Do we like him or like, what, right. what, what are we doing win, here? You can't win coach of the year and two years later be that far off if you've made the playoffs it was twice. The next year, I thought. Yeah, like, it's just crazy. If someone got fired the same year they won coach of the year, the Toronto head coach, I forgot his name. What? Got, got coach of the year and let go, same year. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, what are we doing? That's crazy, dude. If you're making the playoffs consistently and you're giving each giving runs, the coach should stay. Yeah. Like, if you like and he gets along well with management and the board and the frame, whatever, like, blah, blah, of blah, and the owners, and, like, it's doing everything well and he's putting in the time and effort, playoffs, you know, like, I, I feel like what's, what's the problem? Right. It's just like, you know, it's like Spolstra. He's there. He's been there for 15 years. He's had a couple down years, but he's had some great years over there at Miami. With like nothing. Yeah. Like carrying this team to nothing. And if he gets fired, then it's like, what? what is going on? Right. You know? But Carried like, like a broken Jimmy Butler and like a bunch of no draft picks into the yeah. playoff and championship. You know, but Greg Popovich could stay for 38 I years. I thought he should have been done. Now the man can keep coaching happily yeah. Yeah, for the can. next 10 or 15. Yeah. You think it's going to be 10 or 15? No. I think it'll be a good three or four. Get you know? women Yamaga, maybe get a yeah. shot, one more chance, and then get out of there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just thought, I just think it's crazy. We'll see how the Suns, uh, yeah, we'll see how they pan out. Why can't they, we get the sign. Lakers to get somebody? Why would he not want to be a Laker? Who? I don't understand. Bradley Who? Beal? Yeah, dude, I don't know. He would be great. He would be unbelievable. Uh, maybe people just want certain things we can't give up. Um, also a little quick, uh, weight update for everyone out there. Mm -hmm. I've gone the 21 days. Yeah, dude. First I challenge mean, done. I don't know if we can, uh, give a round of applause, but like we'll maybe, maybe we can, let's, let's test out the waters here. Well, that's going to be, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think that was the way. Um, but yeah. 20, so you made it 21 days 21 without days. eating past nine o'clock. Right. Which you was know? a habit for me. Like I said, I know it, it sounds stupid. It's not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal, but for me personally, I understood like mm -hmm. why it was a big deal for me. Um, I ate past well, nine. I, I think also before you move on here, mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's also a big deal too, because there were a couple of times like it's 21 days in a row. It's not just Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday. You no. know, it's 21 days in a row. And so there's going to be some opportunities and some instances where there was one time, you know, you, you didn't really eat dinner. And then you also went out, you know, and you were drinking and hanging out and you're up till like one and one in the morning. Right. You know, you, did, you only ate like at three o'clock and then now you're a little drunk and now you got to go to bed and like, I'm just going to have water right now. Like that's an easy time to slip up and you stayed strong. I through did that. You know, through. you did so. that twice. It was, I think that was yeah. I did it twice. There where was another time where dinner. you told me yeah you literally didn't have time to eat dinner or something happened or popped up and it was like oh it's eight fifty well uh, it's too late I can't try to figure so something like, out just eat real quick shove something in my mouth uh, 
And but like you know, but you didn't at that time. Though, right. You told me so. You're like I oh. didn't. So I didn't eat past nine. Twenty one days got up. I think I did twenty three. Yeah. Almost. I went a couple extra days. Yeah. Last night was Sunday. I was like Sunday fun day. I'm eat past nine. And buddy, I woke up this morning feeling awful, lethargic, tired, just in a funk, weird dreams, stomach pain, like just not in a place. And also when I was doing it, the joy of it for me at that point was gone. Um, yeah. Just knowing like I'm going to feel awful tomorrow. Well, that's cool, bud, because you also you said it was a habit, but your body is clearly happier with it when you're not when you're like you know right. not eating past nine o'clock and that was a kind of a clear indicator that okay i'm doing something right here right and i think i'm just gonna stick with it um for the most part like and the last i haven't eaten dinner then okay um maybe like on the weekend if i want like ice cream like sure. not having a meal or something every once in a while no big deal um not making toast at like 2 a.m with butter and <laughs> <laughs> whatever else I'm throwing on it. But yeah, so 21 days of yoga now. Um, not every day, but two days a week yoga or Beautiful. some form of stretching to now start gaining some balance back um, in my body. I'm finding my, do my lower back hurt after golf. Uh, my shoulder was hurting a little bit. Really? Like your back hurting, that's a little strange. My aches and pains were maybe because uh, we're just talking about it. Now your body is like, oh, maybe I should be starting. Yeah, to hurt you a and Madison bit. both <laughs> are rubbing off on me. So I'm gonna figure out how maybe the recovery from golf might be better. Also, just starting to be active will help. Um, yeah, um, I will have to say it was. You might you might actually like it. No, when you, when you did it, when uh, like if you were to do it like back in high school, f forget about it. You were not about that no. one bit at all. No, I hate. Stretching. I couldn't. We couldn't pay you money. You're like, no, 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 no chance. No way am I stretching. <laughs> and if you did get paid, you wouldn't be into it. But I think you'd be into it now because um, I don't know. You could kind of feel like you're in like the zen place. You know, no, I, like, I did it with Madison over COVID, and it yeah. was great. Um. I just recently did one on Thursday, mm -hmm. this past Thursday, because I was like, oh, instead of like lifting, I'm going to like do yoga instead because like um, my apartment complex has like a little free right. class. I'm not going to try to throw up my back before we go out there on the golf course. Well, I'm going like, to do that already on the course, obviously. Body freaks out. But I was like, oh, let's just go take it a little, uh, little yoga. Dude, it was great. Like an hour long class. It was tough. And I'm, like, and I'm like, I need more of this. You know, like I need to do it at least once a week. Right. Maybe we should uh, figure out a little yoga night for the boys to come over and do some stuff together. We on gotta that. do something like that. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice. Cause, cool. Um, I usually do it pretty. There's something to be said about stretching and like mobilizing and rolling out, as opposed to yoga, where it is like active strength building in your range of motion. Yeah, it's and then it's also like the lengthening of the muscle with the strengthening and balance. Yeah, it's very, it's very like a, it's a good workout, and it's and I and I people who are like yogis that are older, they look great. Yeah, they look really good. Like people who like just do like moms who just do yoga and dads who like yeah I do yoga every once in a while. I add in with my weightlifting. Yeah, and I walk a little bit and but, yoga, and you're like. Dude, you look like you're 20 years younger and you can move really right. well. Like you're moving extremely well. Like uh, Chris's dad, I was noticing, is moving very well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's I'm thinking it's just 
having balance and being flexible is just another huge key of life. Well, if you think about it, not to go super too deep here, but like, mm-hmm. you know, we sit at the desk and then we go home, you know, and as we get older, then we're like, you know, watch more TV or hanging out. Like the extent of our activity is maybe a little bit of yard work, maybe a little bit of like cooking. And, you know, obviously it. if you like that, if you lose, you know, you're going to lose a lot of like your, you know, squatting, your calf strength, your shoulder mobility, you know, your neck mobility, like looking over when you're driving, like you're not really doing anything like that. So if you're not, you do, or if you're not using it, you're obviously just going to lose it and your body just starts getting a little bit tighter. Yeah. So it's just kind of combating that. Right. I think it's just another tool of defense to help not age me out too quick. Yeah. Like being able to bend over, pick up my kid. Like every once in a while in the morning, I'm like, ooh, my back. If I bend over right now and grab some, it's going to be a sharp pain, which you know too well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sometimes it's, I just can't even like stand up without there being pain. It's like, wow, this is I'm not even 30 yet. Yeah, we got to get that figured out. <laughs> Dude. Got to get so that figured out. I, I, lo- I love the 21-day challenge. Um, did you say you're shooting for two days or one day at this two point? Two days. Two days? Two days a week. I That's love that. That's pretty easy. I love that. Not you know? easy. It's going to be tough. You, um, you banging out Sunday, one of those days, then one other time during the week. Real easy. Right. Um, and then leading us off, we got a couple more. We got our betting segment. We're going to run through this real quick here. Um, go ahead. And we got the Travelers coming up, buddy. Correct? We do have the Travelers. Um, oh. And a quick little follow-up here. Um, your, your, your boy here mm. dropped the hammer on you. Yeah, you really did. You really dropped dropped I the hammer. I on had me. Uh, Ricky, Rory, Harris English, mm-hmm. and then combined finish of an average of fifth. Really wow. solid. Um, and then unfortunately, you didn't have the week. We kind of flip flopped. We needed to have the reversals because I got a twelve spot lead right now. Um, You're sitting at thirty one. I'm sitting at forty three. Yeah, looks like I'm gonna be your caddy. We're running out of tournaments, which I'm looking forward to. We'll have video content on that coming soon. It's gonna be fun either way. So I'm very much looking forward to it. So um, those are the picks for the Open, uh, the U.S. Open, excuse me. And then uh, looking at the Travelers because it's a designated event, elevated event, whatever you want to call it. Um, I had that first pick, so I went with. Uh, Patrick Canley. I just think he's a good guy for this week. Um, I, I, he hasn't really been doing a whole lot this season, mm-hmm. but uh, why not now? You know, right? Um, and then my second round pick here didn't really actually I haven't seen a lot of him this year again. Um, but I know how we were looking at the scores and we were looking at some of the past winners, and it was kind of like a narrowish course and not super long because we saw a couple of guys on there that did well last year. Um, and so this guy doesn't bomb it down there, but is very, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Goes after the pins. Um, that's Sung Jai M. And then uh, another guy I actually want to shout out here real quickly is my third round pick. Um, been watching him play some pretty decent golf here and he's a rookie on the tour, but he's 34 years old. Um, recently broke onto the scene. His mom was an incredible golfer actually on the PGA Tour. Um, has a lights out short game. Really, really cool to watch. That's cool. Um, not a big kid. He's like five nine, I think. He, so he doesn't he doesn't hit it a long ways. He just grinds, 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 grinds. Kind of like a Kevin Kisner, you know, out there. That'd be cool to watch him. Uh, hopefully, do well. He's he's a solid golfer and he's been in the contention of winning a few times this year already. Um, like finishing, cool. having some runner ups, and that's Eric Cole. So. 
Um, mainly just picked him because, you know, his name jumped up there as I've been seeing him enough with some tournaments. And so I wanted to give him a quick shout out. Very cool, buddy. Um, my three, my number one pick, I'm going with the man with the hot stick going Fowler. Um, like you said, the traveler's course here isn't very long. So short ball hitters and putters can get hot. I think Fowler is one of the hottest right now. Um, going with a guy who actually can bomb a, bomb the course out and maybe really separate himself with his distance, um, which is um, Cameron Young. If that dude's driving is on, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, because he'll be way down there, and hopefully he'll, uh, you know, show up for the boy. And then leading my third pick here, I went with a guy who did well last year in this tournament, which is Nick Hardy. Um, just strictly going with it, he played the course once well. Hopefully, again, catches a little fire. Yeah, know? catches a little fire. Um, but yeah, man, great list. Like we said, the loser this is gonna caddy. It looks like I'm gonna have to caddy for Andrew. So that'll be fun to do, regardless. I think it's gonna be great for content. Yeah. I can't wait to load my bag up with 17 different drinks. I'm gonna have you carry. Mm. But they're but they're gonna be for the both of us though, okay? Mm. <laughs> mm. So we're going with um three worst today. Yep. We're going with the three worst desserts. You can be specific to an item if it's a wide range, um, but I'm going to lead us off here. Okay. Take it away. Um, and you mean by like you want to be more specific, like if you're going to pick a cookie, right? Yeah. Like go ahead. Let us know like Cake, you know, a, sure. a, a fairly common cookie. You right. know what I mean? Um, so we're going with three worst desserts. My honorable mention here is one that I've never truly understood for as long as I can remember, which is dessert drinks. Oh, that's such a great pick, dude. So, like, dessert wine, dessert liquor. I that's, don't really get it. That's such a great pick. And people who like that stuff, like, they just have such a different palate than I do. I just don't know what to do with it. I didn't it. even... That didn't even cross my mind. That is... You could have put that in the one slot, and I would... Been understandable. Yeah, exactly. Because what in the... I don't... I don't think I don't enjoy it. Lemoncello? Yeah, none of it. I've, you know, it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I always feel queasy afterwards. There is one drink, though, that I could actually um, get behind, and if it does kind of fit in the dessert realm, it is the espresso martini. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't think it does because it's a martini with right. coffee. I don't know how it's dessert. That's not dessert. To me. But I'm like, talking like dessert wines and yeah, dessert yeah. drinks. With you, with you. Um, number three for me is just my pure hate of like loading too much thing good thing into one thing which is like anything double or triple chocolate yeah triple chocolate cake with you know chocolate shavings and chocolate ice cream like it's yeah i get too chocolate out yeah that's um, that's whenever i see a, something like that get brought out to the table i'm like i'm good i don't really even like need a bite maybe yeah like i'm yeah, it's, it's more, it's of, cake it's more of like bite. other people being like, oh, I got it for the table. And like, mm -hmm. you need to have a bite. Look, I have eight spoons on the table. All right. All right. Damn. Just Get a bite. <laughs> just live. Just let, Thank let you for live. the cake. Thanks for the double chocolate. Right. Um, number two for me are pies. In general? In just general. Pies. I'm yeah. not a huge pie guy. There's not many times I'm going towards pie. And pie is extremely hard to do. It is. So like yeah, I, f I would have pegged you as a big like key lime pie. I like lover. key lime pie, but like because I love key lime pie. I love key lime pie, but like how often is key lime pie around for me to choose for desserts? No, I mean it's good. It's yeah, it's a valid point, but like I just it's thought always I like apple or 
berry yeah. or like whatever. Like pecan. Pecan pie, yeah. pumpkin pie, yeah. chocolate pie. Just chocolate pie. There's chocolate pie. Yikes. Um, it's And pie, you have to like almost do homemade. And it has to be hot with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. Yeah, but at that point, let's just move on and let's make a crumble. Right. <laughs> You're not wrong. And number one for me. Yeah. It's a cookie. But number one cookie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shortbread cookie. Okay. That's totally different. I hate shortbread cookies. That is wild. I thought you were going to throw your something, create like a white chocolate macadamia. No, no, like, no. I know All that was not going to be your number one, right. but I'm talking like I just thought cookie. I'm like, whoa. Hold on a second. So shortbread. Shortbread cookies. Okay. Gingerbread yeah, yeah, yeah. cookies. Any like really tough, buttery Biscuity cookie. Biscuity type thing. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I hate them. I don't want anything to do with them. They're like chalky. Why yeah. are they so hard to eat? Like they're not a cookie. They're like a overcooked biscuit. That's my three, buddy. And also, I don't understand why they're so, so buttery. Right. And like so high in like calorie content and they're just so dry and brittle. It's and not, so tasteless. Not enjoyable. Yeah, I love that, dude. It's really hard to fight against that list. I don't really love desserts to begin with anyways. Yeah. But um, I feel like I got to... I love, you know, like, let's not let's not get it twisted over here. I love a good brownie. love a good cookie. I love some good ice cream. You know, like, uh, those are staples for me. Right? And it's like really, a bite it, or two. You're not looking forward to it all Well, day. if it's a good cookie, I could have two or three cookies. Right. Yeah, like uh, like a brownie. If it's a really good brownie, I can have like a you know a good square. But you don't have like a sweet tooth. You don't no, no, it, not so it. much, no. not so much. It's got to be also be pretty good for me to kind of dive right. in. But um, so yeah, dude. Here's my my number three. Um, I'm with you on the pies. Right, and more specifically, my most hated pie is pumpkin pie. It's yeah. it is the worst. I and people go nuts for it, and, and I'm probably gonna catch some heat here. I don't think you're a pumpkin pie lover because it's so the texture is I so like weird for you. Pie. It just depends where it comes from and how much like whipped cream I'm putting on it. Yeah, yeah. You just your big just dumps of whipped cream on there and, and it's and it's fair game. Yeah, or ice cream. I'll put ice cream with it and I'll kind yeah. of crush the pie up into ice cream. I it just it's never something that ever excites me, and so it's just I never even ask. Like, are you sure you don't want to slice? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good on the pie. I'm, I'm sure. I'm thank very, you. very sure. Thank you for the right. pie. Thank you, but no, thank you. Um, number number two slot here for me. Um, this isn't very common, but this is a dessert that if I'm thinking of dessert, I'm going for like, wow, this is like really hitting home on like, this is like a little savory sweet notes. And like, this is like, it's indulgent, right? It's worth the, like the intake of calories right. and like unhealthiness, right? So this one has so much sugar and like so much, it's so heavy, but it doesn't bring any of those things to me at least. And it's flan. Yeah. I was giving you my list. A lot of people don't have that for like a lot. A lot of people love, love flan. Right. More often I've seen people not like flan. Yeah, flan has to be well, it has to be done well for it to be good. Yeah. But it's like caramel and it's egg yolks and it's cream. Right. And it's like, those are the, like, that's, that could not be any more of an unhealthy dessert. And I'm like, eh, I really don't want it. Like, I'll have, you. like, a bite. I get you. But that's about it. Um, And then my number one here, again, it's nothing special, but it's just a chocolate cake. Just a, just a plain old chocolate cake? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. I mean, cake in general. 
is yeah. my number one. So, but more specifically, though, chocolate is this chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah, you're just not a chocolate guy. And I can see that for you. That's tough, number one, because there's a lot of people who like chocolate cake. I know. So, I, again, it's a, it's a dessert that it's like, mm, I have this really great. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I trust me. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to really enjoy it. I'm going to have to, we're going to have an awkward moment where I'm going to pretend like it's good. And then I'm going to push it to the side and probably just throw it into the garbage can. Oh my God. Give it to your buddy to eat. Well, <laughs> buddy, episode 20 in the books, ring it up, put it on the board. It's done. It separates us from the men, from the boys. We are it sure a, does. We are a veteran podcast at this point. We're seasoned um, pros, buddy. Do you have anything for the people here? Um, Sure. A quick little shout out, little Father's Day this past weekend. It was good stuff. We didn't really quite touch on that, but it was a nice little time. That's always the best thing you have is the, is the U.S. Open and then a little Father's Day on Sunday. So um, shout out to the pops and all the fathers out there. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to wrap us up here, buddy. I, you said uh, you sent a really cool stat um, that was like, yeah, it was if you make it 20 episodes, you are in the top one percent, top one percent, which is cool. I mean, it's still millions and millions of podcasts, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool to be it's in fun. the top one percent of something. It is cool. um, you know, shouts to our normal Devin for editing, Madison for social, Jake for our thumbnails. You guys. Truly couldn't do it without you. We have so much fun doing this, so thank you. Um, like, comment, subscribe. If you haven't done either of those things for the, in these 20 episodes, right. we, we've lost hope on you. Just kidding. Just, no, just kidding. but we have. We have. <laughs> we really need it. So, like, like it, then unlike it, then like it again. Send it to somebody else. Um, because we don't plan on going anywhere. We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.